Hi, good evening, brothers and sisters. Uh, welcome to this online service. We've been talking about knowing God. Uh, the Bible tells us that the people who know their God, you know, many people, we have God, we our God, but we don't know our God. But the, 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 the people who know their God, they will be strong. They will be able to resist the Antichrist, resist the enemy, and they will do exploit. So we have been learning how we can know God. We know God through the footprints that He has left behind. God is so particular. He wants us to remember. He wants us to know what He has done in the past. So when we trace those footprints, we'll be able to see His great work. We'll be able to know the kind of God that we believe in. And then, uh, God is the God of our life. He's sovereign. So, knowing God is a journey. We will not define God by a particular experience because that's just part of the knowledge that we have about God. But, and if we just, just take that as a conclusion, then we will be wrong in our understanding of God. So we want to see the whole journey, see God working in all things, in all all our, uh, every steps of our, our life. And then we will have a fuller and clearer, better understanding, knowledge of our God. So we want to go back to that verse in Daniel, Daniel 11, uh, verse 32. He said, with flattery, he will corrupt he. You know, we know that this passage is talking about the rising of the Antichrist. Okay, with flattery, he will corrupt those who have violated the covenant, but the people who know their God will firmly resist him. And uh, let's continue verse 33. Those who are wise will instruct many, though for a time they will fall by the sword or be burned or captured or plundered. When they fall, they will receive a little help and many who are not sincere will join them. Some of the wise will stumble so that they may be refined, purified, and made spotless until the time of the end, for it will still come at the appointed time. Verse 36, the king will do as he pleased. The king here is talking about the Antichrist. And uh, his identity is he's a political leader. The king will do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will say unheard of things against the god of gods. He will be successful until the time of the wrath is completed. For what has been determined must take place. What has been determined must take place. So, understanding God, knowing God, we know that whatever God has determined, whatever He has said, will 
take place. No matter how strong the enemy is, no matter how 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 powerful this this antichrist may be, he was even able to to destroy the saints, the people of God. Right, and uh, put them to the sword, burn them, capture them, plunder them. So the people of God may seem weak, may suffer. But in the midst of this kind of environment, the Bible tells us, but the people who know their God will be strong, will be able to resist Him, will do exploit. So, uh, 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 brothers and sisters, we, we really need to have this understanding this knowledge of God, whatever God says, it will take place. So, so that we can be wise. So that we know how to respond and how to react in this kind of environment. If we do not know our God, we do not know His plan, we may fall. You know, we may run away. But people who know their God, we know. God's, God's plan. We will do exploit. And uh, in Matthew 24, 34 and 35, Matthew 24, verse 34, he said, I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Again, Jesus reminds us, whatever God says will happen. Whatever He has determined will be fulfilled. So if we have this understanding, how do we live our life? We need to know God's way, God's plan, God's purpose, God's destiny. And we start from the end. You know, because that is going to be fulfilled. Whatever God said about what will take place? It will come to pass. So we must start from the end and move backward. And in our situation, how do we live in order that we will arrive at the journey, at the, at the end, at the destiny? You know, the, the problem with us is we do not know the end. A lot of people, they, they know we believe in Jesus. Oh, we go to heaven. And that's all they know. But that's not the whole picture. You know, and, and these people, they just live like anyone else on this earth who doesn't believe in Jesus. They live the same way. They, they live for the same purpose, to, to survive, to live a comfortable life in this world. That's all they live for. So we do not really know the end and we need to know the end in order that we can accurately live our life and do exploit for Jesus. You know, what does Jesus talk about the end? He says He's coming. His kingdom is coming. His kingdom is from heaven. is coming to earth and has come. And we who walk in His way, we will rule and reign with Him. And that's how we want to live. 
so that we can rule and reign with him because this is what will take place. Jesus will come and rule and reign on this earth. How are we going to live so that we are part of his kingdom? We are part of what he has prepared for us. If we do not know the end, then we live for ourselves. We live for our own kingdom. We live for comfort. We live for our purpose. Right? You know, when we do that, the enemies will be able to, to, to speak words against us. Look at, I go back to verse 32 of Daniel 11. He said, with flattery, the Antichrist will corrupt those who have violated the covenant. We are the covenant people. God has made covenant with Abram and with us. If we have violated the covenant because we don't know God, we don't know His ways, then the enemies will be able to speak flattery to corrupt us so that we will not walk in the ways of God. Now, despite the fact that whatever God said is going to take place, will take place, but for us personally, if we do not walk in that way, we will miss out. God will raise up someone else to take our place. Look into the Bible, King Saul. God has chosen him, the first king of Israel. But because he wandered his way, he did not walk in God's way. God chose David and raised up descendants, sons of David to take the throne. And King Saul, he misses what God has for himself and for his generation, his, his, his children. And look at the, the, the Jews. God took them out from Egypt, wanting them to go into the promised land. That is the destination. It wasn't just to come out of Egypt, but to enter into the promised land. But they wanted their ways. They wanted the ways of Egypt, the ways of this world. And as a result, they lose the destiny that God has prepared for them. And we see that God raised up another generation to take the promised land. So whatever God says will be fulfilled. But we may miss what God has planned for us. And so that's why we need to clearly define what is the destiny, what is the end. And I told you, our inheritance is the kingdom of God. If you miss that, you miss everything. Right? It's not just talking about going to heaven. It's talking about Jesus, King. Rule and reign with us over the earth. And his kingdom is coming. And uh, yeah, those who know their God, when we know that this will definitely take place, that's what we live for. That's what we prepare ourselves for. And, and uh, when we know God, God expects us to rise up. God expects us to be leaders. Look at uh, th this verse just now we read in verse 33 of Daniel 11. He said, those who are wise will instruct many. 
Those who are wise will instruct many. Though for a time they will fall by the sword or be burned or captured or plundered. Those who are wise. How are we become wise? Because we know the, the destiny. We know the future. We know the way to get there. So we are able to make wise decisions. And do the right thing. Because we know what's coming. But those who do not know, then they live foolishly. They are not prepared for what is to come. So those who are wise will rise up to, to be leaders because they know God. Okay, we will instruct many. So we look into the Old Testament. You know, we see Noah and his family. They know the flood is coming. And because they know that is definitely coming, even though there's no sign of rain before, more present. But they prepared themselves. They built it up. And they were saved. They did export. We still talk about Noah's up because they know their God. They are wise. But we need to we need to work together. He said the, the wise, they will rise up, they will instruct many. Because the work, the work of God is so great, we can't do it by ourselves, even though we know, even though we are wise. But we need to instruct many and raise up an army and raise up a team so that we can do what God wants us to do. God has chosen David this shepherd boy, even though he is powerful, he's a giant killer. But he has to raise up his team. He has his mighty men, David's mighty men, to fight alongside with him, to fight for him, to fight with him, to take the kingdom. You see, this mighty man, he needs to instruct many. He needs to, to raise up an army. But we have another mighty man, Samson. Oh, he's so powerful. In fact, he's probably more powerful than David. But yet, because he was alone, you know, at the end, he fall because he didn't rise up to instruct many to be leaders, to, to, to raise an army to serve out God's purpose. And we look at the prophet Elijah. Oh, he's a mighty man who stopped the rain, who called fire down from heaven. But he didn't connect himself with the 7,000 prophets that God has reserved, kept. And he fought against the prophets of Baal and killed many of them. Yes, he has victory. He has done great things. But at the end, he has to run for his life got into depression and uh, hide in a cave. You see, so those who are wise, they will instruct many. They will rise up because they know God's way and they will proclaim God's way and raise up a team. Even our Lord Jesus himself, he needed his 12 disciples to work with him, to continue his work. The apostles, they raise up the team. So can you see, the wise will rise up and instruct many. The wise will rise up and raise up a team. Why? 
Why is it so important? Because the work is so great. Because our enemy is so, so powerful. Right? We read that the Antichrist, when he arrived, he got power to kill. He got power to plunder. You know, in fact, he was given power over the saints of God. And here in the story of Elijah, there was Zezebel. The Zezebel spirit was working in King Ahab's life in the nation of Israel. You know, the Zezebel spirit will want to take control, will want to manipulate and uh, want people to follow Baal. So we got to, we got to rise up and be strong and come against the spirit, the Antichrist spirit, the Zazibarit spirit that is working against the ways of God, the plans of God. First John 4, verse 2 and 3. First John 4, verse 2 and 3. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. So, we read in Daniel, the rising of the Antichrist at the end time. In the Epistle of John, it tells us the Antichrist spirit is already working in this world. And those who do not recognize that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. You know, the spirit of Christ, Antichrist is already in them. You know, to acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, that means we acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of our life, even now. He is king. And so we are to submit to him. We are to walk according to his ways in this world. You know, if we say we are Christians and yet we do not walk according to the way that, that Jesus wants us to walk on this earth, then we do not acknowledge that Jesus has come in the flesh. You know, we believe that He's, he's in heaven and he, he will come again one day. But Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Jesus Christ rules, reigns in this world. And we are to follow His ways, not the ways of the Antichrist. Those who, uh, those who break the covenant, they are the ones who, whom the Antichrist spirit is able to speak flattery to them. So there are people who do not want to submit to leadership in the church, leadership that God has placed over them. So they say, hey, you know, I can also serve in this way. You know, there are people who come to Jesus and say, I prophesy in your name, I cast out demons in your name. Jesus said, I don't know you. Are you walking in the ways of God? Are you, do you acknowledge Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, come in the body, come in the church? 
and there are leaders that He has set over you. Are you submitting? Are you obeying? Are you working together? Or you want your way, your way? But Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, in the body, in the church. Are you serving yourself? You know, people like to talk. I, well, I don't agree with what you say. It's not what you say. It's what the Word of God says. Whether you agree or not, it doesn't matter. You obey. You submit because it's the Word of God. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't like you, so I don't submit to your authority. Well, it's not whether you like or not, whether God has put, put this person over you or not. If God has put this person over you, you learn to submit. You learn to obey. You may even suffer. But you obey God. You recognize that Jesus has come in the flesh. Even now, He's already in a world. He's working. And, and, and look at Philippians 3, verse 18 and verse 19. He said, For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many lives as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. Paul is writing to the Philippian Christian, and he says, I've often told you, I've warned you, I've talked to you, and even with tears. He says, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Hey, these are believers. These are people who believe Jesus, who believe Jesus has died on the cross. But they live as enemies of the cross of Christ. They like to listen to a gospel without the cross. They like to listen to, oh, Jesus will bless you. Jesus will prosper you. Oh, Jesus will take care of you. Jesus will help you. Jesus will... But they don't like to hear messages that what Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you carry your own cross. You deny yourself. You die to yourself. You die to yourself will. And follow God's way. Even though you don't like it, you obey whatever the word of God says, not what you like, not what you agree, but what the word of God says. See, Christian living as the enemy of the cross of Christ. And uh, the next verse says, their destiny is destruction. You see, the Antichrist come, Antichrist spirit come. The enemy comes. He wants to destroy your destiny, the destiny that God has for you. And many Christians, we don't know. We live as enemies of the cross of Jesus. And we're not able to enter into what Jesus has prepared for us. Because we want it our way. And we thought, oh, it's by grace. You know, you just believe. You know, only believe. Yes, only believe. You're saved not just 
by your faith. Your faith must accompany work. Consistent with what you believe. Consistent with your faith. You know, otherwise we live enemies of the cross of Christ. And, and, and it says their destiny is destruction. You know, what God has planned for them is, is gone. It's destroyed because they walk in their way. Their God is their stomach. That means they, they live to please the flesh, please themselves, please what they want, what they like. Oh, I like to eat this. Oh, this is so nice, that one I don't like. Their God is their stomach. They live to please. And, and you know, comfort eating. We, we, we deal with our insecurity to food. So we, we deal with our insecurity by our own ways rather than depending on Jesus, rather than walking in the ways of Jesus. We, we do things our way. Their glory is in their shame. Oh, that means they have glory. The way they do things, you know, they could be very successful. They could prosper. They could have position. They could have the applause of this world and say, you have done so well. But their glory is in their shame. Because the word of God says, in the end time, there are some who are first who will become last. Those who are last will become first. Those who live to deny themselves, those who live carrying their own cross, those who live in the cross of Jesus Christ. In the eyes of men, they could be so miserable. In the eyes of men, they could be so simple. They could be so foolish. They lost so much because they obeyed the word. But God says, this will receive their crown. This will receive their glory. Whereas those who seems to be first among men. But they live as enemies of the cross of Christ. They, their glory will be their shame. Okay? Will be their shame. They're, they're going to lose everything. They're going to lose it because they did not live in the gospel of the cross of Jesus. They just want the gospel of Jesus, you know, the, 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 the good part. But it is the cross of Christ. And, and the Bible says their mind is on earthly things. You see, their, their, their wisdom, their, their, the ways of this world, their, their reason like the ways of this world. So they feel that they are so reasonable, they are so right, they are so good, they know the word. But is that the interpretation. Is that what the word of God means? Is that the ways of God? Or you're just talking in an easy way. The, you, you like it. You want to do it. You know, as pastors, sometimes I'm so sick and tired of these kind of Christians. They just want their way. And they just manipulate. They just talk away. You know, and then they come against the work of God. They come against the leaders that God has set over them. Right? So, but Jesus wants us to live by the power of the cross so that we can enter into glory. We share in His suffering so that we may share in His glory. We're going to pray right now. Father, we thank You for Your words. 
we thank you that you are speaking deep into our life. I pray that every person who hears these words, we will know how to humble ourselves. We will know how to put aside, lay down our own will and listen to your voice, listen to your word and listen to the gospel of the cross of Jesus Christ so that we will learn to submit to your ways. We thank you that you have prepared a destiny for us. We know that whatever you say, it will come to pass. And we just want to be part of what you have planned, part of what you have prepared for us. And we want to know you. We want to be people who are wise, who make the right decision to follow you. We will not allow the factory, the enemies, the voice of the enemies to distort our belief, to distort our view of you. May we be people who know our God, who know our God, who know the destiny that you have for us so that we will walk towards that destiny. And we pray, Lord, that every one of us, we will be preserved, O oh God in the day ahead to enter into the glory with you, to ruin reign with you. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.